Take This Seriously Media presents the Uncommon Truth Podcast, where what you do know by common knowledge can hurt you. We live in a world where a serious, intentional intellect leading the masses astray counts on you to follow along. Get the tools to equip yourself with the uncommon truth you need to not be taken by this intellect. Are you ready to take this seriously? This is episode four of our By Bread Alone podcast series entitled That Old Serpent. Let's take a journey into the story of our enemy. He is the principal threat of all humanity, and he is known by his most notable and dangerous talent, which is artful deception. However, most people don't realize his most notable and dangerous talent of all is also his greatest indicator of weakness. This podcast was sponsored by Tyvee B Creations. Tyvette Brown is the creator of a wide array of exquisite handmade jewelry pieces. Please be sure to visit her website and check out the button bar at tyvb.com. This content is rated serious. The purpose of this podcast is to equip you with the tools to not be taken advantage of by those who understand the power of information but don't necessarily have our best interests. Please be sure to visit our website, TakeThisSeriouslyMedia.com, for free resources to further equip you with the uncommon truth you need. The uncommon truth. So who is the devil? He's known by many names as Satan, the evil one, the adversary, the dragon, the serpent, and the rebel. He has earned the reputation throughout human history as the principal antagonist of mankind. He's characterized by representing direct and relentless opposition to our well-being, security, and especially our eternal state. Interestingly enough, Jesus Christ himself conceded to the legitimacy of him being a ruling entity by identifying him as the prince of the world. But in spite of all the names he has, the reputation he has earned, the power he wields, and the standing he's granted, Christ gives us a promise concerning him. In Luke 10, verse 19, he says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. We are always safeguarded from being terrorized by the one we know as Satan. But who is he? It's easy to deify or give godlike or legendary regard to someone with as infamous a name and reputation as Satan. So on one hand, it's true that many religions hail him directly as a god, and the practitioners of those religions follow specific customs and practices to perform their religious duties to him in worship. The most well-known of these, especially in pop culture, are Freemasonry and, of course, the occult or witchcraft. But on the other hand, it may not be as obvious how he could be hailed indirectly as the god of other religions. It's important to understand God's perspective on this. 
Exodus 20 gives us the Ten Commandments. And the first commandment states his perspective explicitly. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. So according to God, you are by definition worshiping another God if you're not worshiping him. And according to Christ's teachings, the only other God is the God of this world, which of course is synonymous with the prince of this world. So imagine for a moment, every religion you can think of that has a deity particular to that religion, whether it's Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, or so on, if Satan is worth his salt, and he has fulfilled his intention to be like the Most High, as we'll see later in this podcast, then it stands to reason that Satan is the underlying motivation behind countless other religions, and for each, he is the principal subject of their worship. So to the question of who is he, the answer is Satan is the God of this world. But typically, gods are understood to be all-powerful and all-knowing. However, Jesus reveals something interesting about Satan. John 14, verse 30 reads, Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and has nothing in me. Notice in this scripture reference that Jesus, while approaching his hour of crucifixion, felt the need to conceal certain information from Satan by limiting his communication with the disciples. And in doing so, Jesus revealed that Satan obviously can't be all-powerful and can't be all-knowing. He is bound by rules in terms of acquiring new information in that he has to actually be present to observe or else have others report back on his behalf. These are clearly not godlike attributes. These attributes are indications of the limitations that mere created beings have. And as we'll see in a moment, Satan certainly is a created being. But if he intends to maintain his reputation as the god of this world, then it would be in his best interest to present himself worldwide as though he were all-powerful and all-knowing. And as history has shown, to his credit, he is relentless and driven to do just that. Ephesians 6 verse 12 reads, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Ladies and gentlemen, we have no choice but to take the Lord's characterization of Satan as the prince of the world seriously. The Uncommon Truth Satan's origin story provides much-needed perspective. As we previously stated, Satan is a created being. He was originally created by God as the Archangel Lucifer. Many theologians believe that a hierarchical system of rank existed with regard to the angels of heaven, and God designated three archangels to occupy the highest positions, which were Michael, Lucifer, and Gabriel. Also, Lucifer was created as a cherubim, which, as far as angels are concerned, are known to possess the highest of rank, power, beauty, and wisdom. And, indeed, the account of the creation of Lucifer described him as perfect in beauty. Ezekiel 28, verse 12b reads, Thus saith the Lord, thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom, and perfect 
and beauty. But with all that power and beauty and wisdom, Lucifer eventually became corrupt and fell. Isaiah 14 verse 12 reads, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? Ezekiel 28 verse 15 reads, Thou wast perfect in beauty from the days that thou wast created, till iniquity was found in thee. There's an interesting lesson to be learned about Satan's creation and eventual fall. It appears as though he was created as the perfect angel, but interestingly enough, this was not the case. Scripture specifies that he was perfect in beauty, opposed to being perfect entirely. The lesson is that his perfection attribute of beauty became a liability for his other, perhaps imperfect, attributes. It is conceivable that it was his temperament's imperfections that made it less than trivial for him to maintain humility in viewing how perfect he was in beauty. And perhaps the consequential loss of humility caused his perfection in beauty to eventually go to his head. In any event, he became determined in his heart to consciously and blatantly overstep explicitly prescribed boundaries. And as we've stated previously, he became driven in his intent to be like the Most High. The five I wills of Satan's determination are listed in Isaiah 14. Verses 13 through 14 read, For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. And as perfect in beauty he was as Lucifer, it's to that exact degree that he became full of dreadfulness and repugnance as Satan. Perhaps what we know of the severity of God's judgment of Satan came about because he was fully and consciously aware of what he was doing. It is in our best interest to take this seriously as a lesson for us all. The Uncommon Truth. Finally, let's dive into his primary weapon against us, which is deception. As we know, Satan is known to many by several different names, but two in particular are of interest in this discussion, which are that old serpent and the dragon. Revelation 12 refers to a war that took place in heaven, which culminated with the archangel Michael casting Satan out of heaven onto earth. Most theologians understand this event to have taken place sometime between Genesis 1 verse 1 and Genesis 1 verse 2, that is, sometime after God's creation of heaven and earth and before the seven days of creation concerning mankind. Keeping an understanding of this timeline is important because it carries certain implications about the particulars of how Satan interacts with mankind. Notice the difference of how the inhabitants of heaven saw Satan versus how Eve saw Satan in the Garden of Eden. In Revelation 12 verse 9, he was described in heaven as that old serpent, but his embodiment and persona was described as a great dragon. 
It reads, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. However, in Genesis 3 verse 1, he was both identified and seen by Eve in the garden as a serpent, opposed to having the embodiment of a great dragon. Genesis 3 verse 1a reads, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. When you think of a dragon, you think ferocious, powerful, menacing, and aggressive something resolute in its own ability to overcome his opposition by sheer force. But when you think of Eve's encounter with the serpent, you envision a conversation with an amicable, approachable, interesting character who she felt totally comfortable engaging with in conversation. The fact is, Satan couldn't use force to overcome Eve, whereas force was obviously the method of choice in heaven. Remember, he had been defeated by Michael and cast to a place where he had no rank nor dominion. Since Adam and Eve had dominion on earth, his goal was to somehow seize that dominion. This is why the Bible describes Satan as that old serpent who deceiveth the whole world. Therefore, Satan's dominion as prince of the world was obtained through unscrupulous means. Remember, he was cast to earth and had no rank, no dominion, so this rendered him bound by certain rules while on earth. He was forced to resort to steps of trickery to subvert the rightful owners of the dominion of earth. Using artful sleight of hand, he could simply cause Adam and Eve to unwittingly surrender their dominion to him without resistance. There's nothing new under the sun, ladies and gentlemen. And what he did with Adam and Eve, he also attempted with Christ. And by the same token, he attempts with all of us. But the key is, it was never his choice to be here. He was cast here for retribution. The earth is his prison, not his palace. So although deception is his most notable and dangerous talent, it is also literally an indicator of weakness. Remember the Bible story of Jesus' disciples who, having been sent out to do the work of ministry, to heal the sick and to preach that the kingdom of God was come, returned astounded that even devils were subject to them through his name. Jesus responds as follows. Luke 10 verse 18 says, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Verse 20 says, Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The fact is, Satan didn't arrive here with the freedom to destroy us at his sheer whim. His ability to destroy us comes only as a result of us willingly surrendering it to him. This is why he had to strategically defeat Adam by deceiving Eve and cause a domino effect that echoes throughout the history of mankind through the surrendering of their God-given dominion. Folks, let's take this seriously. 
It's the wise warrior who studies his opponent and knows his enemy. Satan certainly expresses true conviction and work ethic at the studying of you. It's in all of our best interest to take the studying of our opponent seriously. The Uncommon Truth. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast from our friends at Take This Seriously Media. Please be sure to visit our website, TakeThisSeriouslyMedia.com for free resources to expand your Uncommon Truth Toolkit.